Hello and welcome to the twelfth uh, episode of uh, the IMO podcast. Uh, I can't believe we've reached that number again. Well, me saying can't believe we've reached a number. The idea of me recording another episode is, is fascinating me. But it's uh, just unbelievable the fact that I'm continuing on with this. I usually just quit something after five months. <laughs> but now we've officially reached three months. Actually, I usually quit something after the second month. But now we've reached the three months of this podcast officially, guys. What the hell? Um, I'm, I'm going to give myself a cheers with a war. I'm going to fist bump my cup of war. So yeah, three months of this podcast, 12 episodes. Damn. By the way, I'm your host, Jesus Musa. Welcome to the IMO podcast. How you guys been? How's everybody doing? Um, hope you guys are doing well. Hope life's uh, doing you well. I hope uh, you're as lucky as I am at the moment, which is finding something to do within this corona period, apart from, you know, the repetitive task of of work, you know, maybe you go into painting, maybe you go into, I don't know, reading, like, finally decide to read those books you've been planning to read, maybe, I don't know, got yourself into a hobby, found something, you know, it'll be fascinating to see that, uh, I hope you guys have found a hobby, going to writing, you're like, fuck yeah, I'm gonna write that novel I've been thinking of all my life, been playing D&D for 20 years, I can write something fantasy-wise, yeah, I know some friends who are doing that, they've been writing a novel for, like, fucking... I don't know, three years playing the novel and character-wise. And it's all based on the, the D&D ventures that they have and characters dying and new ventures and new DMs starting new stories. I love D&D because it spawns a lot of... a lot of stories. Like, um... I don't know if Tolkien was... When when, did, when was D&D established? Let's ask the great Google. Uh, great Google, when was D&D established? Um, where my keyboard at? Ah! I got one of those wireless chiclet keyboards oh, because because my other one is like clicky as hell. See how annoying that sounds. God, uh, when did the dungeons? When was sorry? When was Dungeons and Dragons invented? Nineteen seventy four. Uh. When did Tolkien release as well? When did Conan come out? That was when... 1974. When did uh, Conan... Uh, Barbarian... Come out. Uh, book. Book. Uh, first book, The Tower of the Elephant, was... Came out in 1933. When did, when did, um, what the hell is this? Adobe software. Adobe reserves the rights to disable non-genuine software anytime after 10 days from initial notice. Uh, Adobe software scans have to take your software. It's not genuine. We're here to help. Um, okay. Thank you, Adobe, for day one till day 10. Um, thank you, Adobe, for notifying me that my software is illegitimate. Um, yeah, I cracked it. Um, let's see. Fix it guide later on. This just showed up. Well, Adobe caught on to us. I have 10 days to fix this. Um, thank you, Adobe. Basically, what, what was happening right now is on my screen. It's that I'm still recording, but I've got a 10 day notice until my Adobe is disabled. Uh, Providing you, uh, where, this is what it says, Adobe Software Scan have detected your software is not genuine, we're here to help. Very nice of you. 
Uh, Adobe software validation tests have confirmed this copy of Adobe software is not genuine. This issue is common with Adobe software purchased from unauthorized resellers on auction websites. Adobe is helping unsuspected customers like you by notifying and educating you of the issue and the associated risk, providing you a 10-day grace period fit to fix issue. To fix issue, uh, offering you significant discounts or genuine replacement software, reporting and pursuing distributable resellers. Basically, they want my money, and I don't want to give them my money. Um, sorry, Adobe. I'll just crack it again. Sorry. Um, bye bye. Um, oh, what the hell? Why am I not able to leave this? Oh man, the fuck? What the hell's going on? Um, uh, okay. I can still like keep on recording. Let me see if I can control or delete this bullshit. Sorry, guys. Uh, task manager. Um, can I close it? Close window. Wow, it is literally. It is literally. Let's see. Let's see the exclusive price. Give me, give me a ten day period, but don't like force it on me. Like, God, this is this is a great time of events. Uh, I use Adobe Audition, guys, and it's uh, it's um. A photography plan, the entire collection for twenty nine ninety six a month, regular price forty nine. Ugh, replace a single app for as low as sixteen point eight a month. This is very boring. I want to get rid of this as soon as possible. So basically, the um, Conan uh, nineteen thirty three came out. When did the Tolkien books came out? Uh, Tolkien uh, books. Um, in order. And release date. Um, nineteen seventeen, Goblin Fleet, a Middle English realm, Alkeen. And when did the uh, Beowulf? Wow! And then the Hobbit came out in nineteen thirty-seven. Wow! So Tolkien beat it. And then later, Dungeons Dragons came. The amount of stories that people can get out of Dungeons Dragons is very interesting, man. Because um. Where do I put this? I'll just put this on the side. Let me just move my keyboard. Because um, uh, I watched this uh, great documentary on uh, Netflix, uh, which is the uh, video game. I forgot what it's called. Uh, um, but it's based, based on video games, and it basically highlights the history of um, of uh, video games, you know, growing from uh, the early days of Atari to Mario's uh, uh, Titan ship to uh, Sonic. It was very interesting as a, as a video game. Um, and then uh, later on, because you know it was the side scroller thing, and how they went from side scrollers and to Nintendo, the Nintendo system, the console system was the only system able to uh, go into where the where the scrolling it goes naturally, where the camera follows Mario. It's a pretty simple concept. If you're living, if you were born in like 1999 onwards, based on my experience, because I was born in 1999, but um. Yeah, the idea that uh, the camera f- follows Mario and there's no, like... If you play, like, old PC games, the PC wasn't able to sort of render the idea of, you know, the camera uh, scrolling by with the character. So, uh, like, it's a, it's a let's say it's a 2D platformer and uh, um, you just... It, the, the, the character ends on the screen and then it pops up into another level rather than what Nintendo did with Mario, which is... 
keep the character farming on the screen and there's no like cut between one level to the other it's all just one simultaneous movement it's like a it's like the long shot version of a, of a film of a video game you know like in movies there's like long shots you know the ones in gravity children of men the, the ones that alfonso Cuarón is famous for um yeah this is getting too nerdy guys but you get what i mean uh for the old school heads if you ever have seen the long shot from uh, uh the robert de niro al capone film directed by uh uh, Brian De Palma, I forgot what it was called, but Robert De Niro plays Al Capone, and there was a long shot in the hospital, which was a great long shot. Well, this is a good long shot, but yeah, that's the equivalent without the cut, and the PC could, wasn't able to process that property. And then John Car- Carmack, um, the creator of Ed Software, found out a way, and uh, through that, he managed to create the uh, well-known games that are Wolfenstein and Doom, and from that, the FPS genre became a big thing, and that's what gave a rise to PC gaming, but back to the D&D thing, um, the, the Atari and then all that, uh, D&D was very much solely responsible for the uh, uh, creation of RPGs, um, if you watch that documentary, you understand the role-playing game, uh, so it pissed me off a little bit, because I don't consider The Witcher an RPG, one because you know how they're like, this situation is what triggered the genre that is now known as RPGs, and they show The Witcher Skyrim, Skyrim is obviously a genuine RPG Fallout, but I don't consider The Witcher an RPG, but I'll get back to that after I've explained this so basically, uh, it started out with um, it was on a DOS keyboard uh, and uh, um which is so interesting that DOS, uh, it, the, the idea of the existence of DOS is so interesting because all you gotta do is, is go command uh, C and then you feel DOS, so like literally DOS is the the mother of all software in the beginning. Like that was, it's the seed of it, it's the tree, it's the soil that planted the seed for, for, for OS systems to exist and you can see the soil if you search up a command prompt and you can see it, which is very, I find that very fascinating. That even no matter how hard you try, you can't get rid of the command prompt, which was DOS back then. Uh, I might be stupid, might not be right, but I feel like that's the, the actual thing. Any computer engineers out here can correct me, but excuse my stupidity. Uh, don't leave the podcast, please stay. Um, and yeah, I crack my Adobe Audition with pride. Leave me alone. Um, where is it? Uh, yeah, so it started out with uh, basically this game that you put on a floppy disk. Remember the floppy disk? I don't. I never used. I actually did use a floppy disk once back in Lebanon. So I was in like third world country. So fuck you guys. I used a floppy disk. Uh, I remember we went to like some. Uh, me and my sister went to. Uh, me and my sister and my mom went to like this old computer place because we needed something to store our PowerPoint projects in, and we didn't, and, like, we would, USBs were too expensive for our budget at the time, because, uh, I don't know why we went to floppy disk, I really don't remember, but, uh, we went to this computer place, they gave us a floppy disk, and we saved our PowerPoints there, and we gave our PowerPoints there, I missed the floppy disk, floppy disk was nice, and then, obviously, it progressed to DVDs, and, and USB sticks, and now, everybody has an external hard drive, it's crazy, we, uh, Story systems have progressed, and now NVMe was next. A USB with the speeds of NVMe in the next ten years. I'd imagine that'd be possible uh, to be possible. But um, NVMe is probably for those who don't understand in terms of technology. NVMe is the uh, fastest. Uh, currently, it's the uh, most. Uh, uh, I'm pretty sure there are faster ones, but as far as I know, uh, this is the most uh, commercialized. 
uh, fast uh, SSD version. Uh, that, and I have two of those, so I'm balling. I have a one terabyte one and a 500 gig one, which I got for free because Amazon fucked up my order and uh, they gave me a refund. <laughs> so they sent me that by mistake. Um, so, yeah, so the, the, the game on DOS was on a floppy disk and uh, basically it just... You type in, uh, I don't know, uh, two-word sentences or three-word sentences, and it gives you a story, and you type what to do, and you either succeed or you die. And it's basically similar to how a, 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 dun- a dungeon master in Dungeons & Dragons with a DM uh, guides you through the story. What do you do? Da-da-da-da, roll 20, da-da-da-da, and then, oh, you failed. But obviously, you don't die uh, like that easily in the DOS game, but that's just how it is because there's no... Maybe the, the technology didn't have the capability to um, uh, roll dice properly, you know? Um, maybe, because it was... it was The computer was an inferior system when, when uh, faced by the 16-bit Sega Mega Drive and the Nintendo uh, Entertainment System and the arcades back then were more combat and Street Fighter, uh, the craze. Um, uh, so from that, someone figured out as a woman uh, said, wow, I really like that game. She played one of those games. I really like this game. Uh, maybe I can make one like it. And then uh, she uh, she never designed a game before. Her husband is a computer engineer with his own company. And uh, I forgot what the company then later became. But um, basically, she just brought out a large piece of paper. One of those uh, ones, if you, ever, if you ever went to an art studio, the ones that roll out. And she's the ones with like a massive roll and you just put it on a table and then uh, you can cut it into whatever you want with that piece of paper. And then she just wrote the way the story is and how every decision links is similar to like Telltale games if you want to consider it in a modern sort of uh, sort of uh, situation where every sort of thing that everything links to it like a butterfly effect or more similar to the butterfly effect Until Dawn which is a similar sort of game system mechanic and then she linked it to it and then uh, she took her husband out on a date because that's the only situation where she can be like, yeah, I can explain this to you, blah, blah, blah. And she did. She just whipped out the table and was pitching him uh, this whole thing. And then he was like, um, yeah, that idea of a game, this is, you know, but we're competing with something that where there's a plethora of it when we make this game. But we can add graphics to it. And then... So basically, it's a combination of the uh, computer ingenuity of the husband and the uh, ability of the creative ability and storytelling of of the wife, and they uh, they create a game which is an RPG. And then another one was uh, designed by a dungeon master as well. Uh, I forgot what the game was, but it, that was another RPG with the similar graphical elements. And then another one was um, was made by by uh, by uh, by, uh, by, uh, by a gay guy actually. Uh, I forgot what it was called. Uh, forgive me for that, but it was made during the whole uh, uh, AIDS pandemic. You know, Freddie Mercury and all that bullshit. Um, and uh, over there, I think it was uh, one of the leaders in America that was very homophobic. I forgot his name. Um, so forgive me for that, but uh, he basically hated his, the gay guy. Hated his guts, and you know, he was he was gay. You know. <laughs> just nothing more to explain the history behind the hatred apart from the fact that he was gay during the sort of uh, pre-golden age of video games or maybe I don't know golden age is such a time that you can place anywhere Uh, everybody oh this is the golden age of WWE well whereas a 12 year old considers this his golden age you know 
uh, a golden age changes depending on the dominant age, not going to lie. Uh, so that's like, if it's a 70-year-old, and he says, you don't remember the golden age of cinema. Uh, of course, because you're more prolific, you're much more intelligent. I'm, you're able to convince me that that was the golden age, you know, Charlie Chaplin movies. Whereas, whereas a, 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 a 15-year-old is going to be like, golden age was when Marvel was around, and then when he turns to that, that was the golden age. Cinema, man. Marvel movies, Netflix, Irishman. Man, that's crazy. It's based on what you grow up in. Golden age changes, and it's, it's usually just the older thing. Um that's what I believe, but obviously time and age will tell because movies is such a... The golden age of video games and the golden age of movies is such a... Like, it's 50 years ago, if you want to consider it, for movies and probably for 30 years ago for, for video games. Uh, so only time will tell if that's still considered the golden age. Um, So, yeah, there was one with uh, a, 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 a gay sort of Dungeon and Dragon-based game where in the end you get to kill... Uh, you get to kill the uh, politician who was very homophobic, uh, and that was a form of revenge for the, um, the gay person. Just a sort of a freeing sort of element, and um, yeah, interesting story. And then he lost all copies somehow. Uh, no, because some fiasco happened with his friend. It wasn't a bad thing. It was just they misplaced something and. Stuff happened, and then eventually uh, Twitter reached out. Uh, not Twitter, but like he reached out on Twitter, and every, somehow they found it. And he found his game, the one that helped him tackle the sort of depressive elements of uh, being someone who is not welcomed in society due to their preferences. Um, yeah, so. And then RPGs were born through the elements of Dungeons and Dragons and just the nerdism of just getting your own decision. Now, RPG stands for role-playing game. And in The Witcher 3, um, yes, you play a role, but you don't actually control... Yeah, you control the story, but that's a telltale game sort of thing. Like, controlling the story is not... It's one element of role-playing, but you actually... You can't... Like, a Geralt of Rivia is going to remain Geralt of Rivia. You can't control who Geralt of Rivia is. You get what I mean? Like, I'm playing Kingdom Come Deliverance, and uh, obviously I've only played like 10 minutes into it. But if, in the end, that is a character based RPG, but not as much as The Witcher is, which is because uh, The Witcher is based on novels, and you gotta stick to the sort of dialogue that. Uh, 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 what's the name of the. Uh, Andreas. Uh, uh, Sapkowski. I'm just checking in my bookcase. Andreas Sapkowski. Sorry if I'm if I'm uh, pronouncing it wrong, but yeah, you gotta stick to the uh, canon of the character. And uh, it's like, fuck, I didn't choose to fuck Yennefer. I, I didn't choose Yennefer as my girl. And what? And if you haven't played Witcher two and Witcher one, I, I didn't choose to fuck Triss. Like, obviously, the save is transfer, but at the end of the day, you do develop a romance with Triss, which is obvious if you played Witcher three because it's such an integral part within the love triangle that Triss is involved with with the NFO and Geralt. So you are playing as Geralt. Uh, the RBG elements maybe development of character, but that's still that could be a Metroidvania element. Uh, or like it, I don't consider it an RPG uh, in a sense, but it, it, it's a great game. Don't get me wrong; it's one of the best games to come out this decade. But it's really not an RPG. An RPG is like the Bethesda games, like Skyrim, Fallout. Um, but nothing. Witcher Free, I don't consider it to be an RPG. God, I'm boring you guys with video games. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 
Um, um, sorry if you're not interested in this. This is going to drive a lot of people from downloading this episode and skipping. And trust me, it's going to turn into normal after this RPG chat. Um, so, yeah. Uh, the difference between um, Witcher 3 and Kingdom Come Deliverance is that um, you... Uh, it's a, it's a very obvious difference, but it's hard to describe in a sense. Uh, in Kingdom Come Deliverance, you play as Henry... And you can't obviously design the character. You can't. He's Henry. That's what it is, which is similar to how Geralt of Rivia starts. You can't do anything to how Geralt of Rivia looks, but you still Geralt of Rivia. But the thing with the Henry thing is that you have the freedom to uh, do whatever you want in the game. And there's an element of training. It's like an RPG mixed with simulator elements. You have to actually train with the sword for like at least seven hours or an hour or two to become really perfect at it. Whereas in whereas in Witcher Three, you just get at the sword like you're the character who's good at the sword. You don't develop the sword technique; you just get at it. All you gotta do is parry and block, and that. But in, in Kingdom Come Deliverance, these the sort of obstacles, it's a bit like Mord How or or chivalry in terms of the combat, where it has to be tactical. When you gotta know which angle to block, which angle to attack, the way you combo, you shiver and weave and poke. And it, there's multiple dimensions to it, which is why um, uh, uh, I'll get to this point later on. But um, uh, whereas in Witcher Three, you're Geralt, you have the abilities, you have the mind, you have the thing, you have the mind fuckery, the, the wall thing, and of course you can adjust those and everything. But it's just you upgrading Geralt for a, it's more of an adventure game than an RPG. An RPG allows you the freedom to do whatever the hell you want, but and develop the character that you want. You could be a lying thief who steals from everyone, whereas in The Witcher 3, you can literally steal from every single fucking house and there's no consequences. Like, come on. You know, it's different. I'm sorry I can't articulate it in words, but the the feel of it is different. If you ever... um, uh, If you just look at a game plays between The Witcher 3 and Kingdom Come Deliverance, which was a Kickstarter-funded game or uh, GoFundMe, crowdfunded game, yeah, that's the uh, that's the word I'm looking for, and uh, very successful. Made million pound, million dollars in sales for a crowdfunded game. That's pretty good. Um, but yeah, make sure you don't. But if you ever, I didn't crack it. I bought the newest one so I can get the newest updates because apparently it got released when it wasn't full because everybody was uh, rushing for the the full version to come out. Um, yeah, sorry, uh, but we're into games now. <laughs> Jesus Christ! We spent twenty-two minutes talking about games. That's crazy. Um, what was I? What else was I going to talk about? Uh, yeah, uh, back to the whole idea of the controls. I think the the next upgrade for newer consoles is to uh, maybe not PS Five because that that uh, sort of thing has already been established. Is to uh, move to mouse and keyboard for consoles. I think it's pretty. I think it's highly possible because the the controls are much more complex than from mouse and keyboard. Like you can play a game like Macquarie Five on a console. Finally, now these the machines are powerful enough to play. Are going to be powerful enough to play PC computers of, 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 of immense depth, depth like Macquarie. Now, not Macquarie isn't that de- deep, but it has multiple controls. Um, and that 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 uh, controller can't carry. So I think. And uh, I believe that uh, the issue with the with with the controller is that in terms of combat, the upgrade, the sort of 
uh, the, the sort of complexity is limited because you only have a couple of bonds. Yes, now there's more creativity like in games like Ghost of Tsushima. I think I've mentioned this before, but I'll, but I'll, I'll talk about it again for those who haven't heard. But uh, there's a complexity in the combat of Ghost of Tsushima, but it's nothing as complex as the Mordhau or Chivalry or Kingdom Come Deliverance or MechWarrior 5 in terms of its combat because there's multiple aspects that you have to control. And I think that's the next gradual step for 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 home consoles is to uh, allow integration of of keyboards and mouse uh, on all games, not just Fortnite and and FPSs on all games without any sort of input lag, and that would be uh, amazing to see. Um, because uh, I believe the the controllers serve this purpose now. Like it's great for two D side scrollers, but it's. It, like Batman, yeah, the fighting was revolutionary, but all it was it was one button. Spider Man, it was two buttons. Um, yeah, so I just need, I want more complexity with combat, and I think there's enough processing power to do it. There's enough budget to do it, and uh, the the sort of uh, uh, the sort of uh, it will blur the line between PC and master race because so far PC is the master race in terms of performance, in terms of gaming, in terms of community. Because a console seems like it's more of a console, or Xbox, PlayStation, whereas PC is just PC. And uh, I don't think uh, even if you play on a Mac, you can still play with your mates uh, on Windows. So, you know, it's more of a unifactory and camaraderie element if you're a PC game as opposed to a console game. Now, granted, I have a Switch, I have a PlayStation 3, I love all these systems. I have, uh, oh, sorry, PlayStation 4, I've had PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4. I, I grew up a console game and I just had a PC for two years, but I can already notice the advantage. Uh, anyways, back to good games. Now let's go to what this uh, watch that documentary series from uh, Netflix. Um, uh, back to the uh, the diary element, which is promised in the description of this podcast. I'm terribly sorry for this whole video game sort of thing, but eh, I don't know. Maybe maybe you found my fascination with it interesting, or maybe you just skip. But if you have if you didn't skip, uh, thank you for listening. Yeah, cool. Um, what did I do today? I woke up. Uh, uh, well, I woke up at ten uh, because my brother started secondary school, and I just normally wake up with him. But then I slept. I woke up at one, meditated, um, stayed on my. Ph- woke up at one thirty, stayed on my phone for until two thirty, then meditated. Then my sister tells me that you need to uh, you need to take your brother to go pick up his new glasses for you know from from the glassware place and um, I told her yeah after I have to shower I had a thirty minute shower brother arrived at thirty three at uh, three fifteen the appointment was at four fifteen I finished the shower at four forty um, sister. Uh, four forty. Then uh, we tried to get a bus, but my brother doesn't have a Oyster card. And fuck, man, we need to get that sorted. Uh, went to Specsavers, uh, which is a sort of a, these the area for spectacles, uh, Vision Express, Specsavers, all of this. I'm sure other countries have the same place, but it's basically an uh, an optician, and they sell glasses and all that stuff. Um, this it's an audiologist, an optician. I did my earwax removal in the same branch where we picked up the glasses. If you remember the previous episodes where I got ripped off at fifty five pounds, uh, great episode. Um, did that, and uh, yeah, she was she was annoying. The person who gave my brother his glasses apparently she was annoying before as well because she was trying to 
because uh, as a kid he gets the he gets a really good offer on the glasses because he's a, he's a, still considered a minor or well, I don't know 14 yeah 14 is mine um 14 newly on Sunday which is I'll get into later his birthday was on Sunday um so um yeah so she was she was just thinking because you want glasses that make them look cool and then I'm like that's so weird that's a weird, uh, just, that's a weird woman. And then later when we leave, he tells me that woman's annoying. She was trying to force me to wear glasses, uh, that I didn't like. And I was like, she's trying to force you to wear the cheaper glasses so that you wouldn't spend money on the more expensive ones. <laughs> that's what was going on. Cause lenses are expensive to make. Um, the frames are expensive to make. And obviously Specsavers makes money off the frames that they sell. And uh, they don't probably don't make that much money from the players, the, the frames that they sell through miners because the NHS just pays them. They probably they probably force pay the the, uh, the lower than retail price, the original wholesale price, I guess. But I don't know. I think she was just trying to finesse him to get the uh, cheaper glasses, and he got the glasses he wanted, which was uh, very nice. Um. I pretty much bought him a bunch of food. Bought him a bunch of sweets from home. And then we got back home. Uh, I made my tea. Uh, meditated at 7th. I uh, had a burger. And now I'm recording this on the 8th of uh, September 2020. Monday. It's just a lazy day. Oh, actually, Monday was a weird one. Uh, but... Monday is my holiday, so I don't do shit on Monday because weekends at work just drain me. Sorry, I'm a weakling, okay? I can't handle when I work two days a week. Um, Fatma, what they Celtic? And then, um, I'm just saying, my sister's low her voice. Um, so, uh, so yeah, Mondays are my, my holiday days because I just get to do nothing and work it's just like, ah. <sighs> I'm pretty sure you guys know that Monday is the holiday day and then um, uh, that wasn't a because I'm repeating myself every time but it was more of a like a uh, work just drains me you know and um, then people are like, I work seven days a week get the house on listen man you're better than me just okay you're better than me okay leave me alone you're better than me I've said it five times already. You're better than me. Now six. And leave me alone. Well, yeah, you better get your grip of life because life is hard and all that bullshit. Well, fuck you, man. Let me live. Let me just be not in hustle mode during this current period. Leave me alone. No, he's just going to bite you back. You got to work hard. You're only working with 20% efficiency. Ah, fuck you, man. You're better than me. Just, okay? You don't need to keep talking. I know you're better than me. I know my issue. I'm smart enough to know my issue. I'm very introspective, you know. But but still introspective. Just highlights the issue, but you seem to be lazy enough to not do it. Fuck you. Fuck you. Leave me alone. You're better than me. I've said it ten times now. Leave me alone. Yeah, damn right. I'm fucking better than you. Um, Now give me my fucking coke. Um, Now I'm enslaved. By some guy who's better than me. Ain't that ain't that the capitalist manifesto? <laughs> Enslaved will will return you life creating giving you this uh, this uh, imaginary thing that we give to people and uh yeah. <laughs> um 
Norm Macdonald, how really nice joke on his Norm Macdonald live podcast was perfectly over say Wow, man. Uh, it was like, uh, Chicago, no, the, uh, the, uh, Milwaukee Bucks sold for 500 million. Uh, not only is it a great investment, but it's probably the only way for white people to own black guys. <laughs> so, that purposely illustrates capitalism for you, uh, in the Western world. Um, but, oh, yeah. So Monday was a weird day. My older brother came in and told us to uh, empty out the Uber bags and the Uber Eats bags because he, he's playing. Uh, my older brother is planning to uh, get back to Uber, and my older brother was picking this shit up for him. And I just opened because the the Uber bags had were full of um, my other other brother's stuff. So three brothers are involved in this story: the younger one, middle one, and older one. The mid, middle one wanted his uh, delivery Uber Eats bags. The older one was picking them up for the middle one, and uh, the uh, younger one, uh, owned, well, had the Uber Eats bags uh, uh, because he just gave it to, because the middle one gave it to the younger one because the middle one gave up on uh, on uh, Uber Eats for a while, So, but now he wants them because of the whole economy issue. Um, yeah, and uh, pretty much that's uh, that's the story. Um, one second, and uh, that's not the story. And then I go, go up to the attic and uh, get both bags. And the first bag was full of uh, vintage jackets that my older brother got and told the younger brother uh, to uh, to the youngest to um to sell them, resell them because they're pretty vintage and then he just finds them and they have them resold. I nicked two, which look funny on me. I probably wear them on stage. They're very, like, they're old Nike. One has, like, a purple and black and it's, uh, like, a, uh, what's it called? It looks like the, uh, when uh, Ali G and uh, Ali G in the house when he tells the gang to wear camouflage and uh, purple camouflage. So that's what it looks like in terms of the jacket. It's old school and it's got, like, baggy... Uh, baggy sleeves and the other, the other one that I got wasn't a, a, a fully zipped up one it was like a half zipped up one hoodie Z- zipped up hoodie they're all like uh, uh, rain rain wear so they're not they're just rain protectors and uh, the other one had like action man colors but it would still camouflage as well so yeah I got both of those and then he told me can you sell both of those and I was like yeah I'll try and sell them uh, I know a couple of models who would model for them just because of the how they look and uh, yeah, now I've got a side hustle. And the other bag was filled with uh, um, a, a Nintendo star, uh, Nintendo GameCube. Talk about classic games with a memory card on it with Pikmin 3 on the inside. And um, yeah. and uh, Pikmin 3 on the inside. And then the PlayStation 2 controller. Some PlayStation 3, well, wireless place, two places, one wired, one wireless. Obviously, the wired uh, is a third-party controller with, like, air conditioning on the inside, which is very nice. Uh, and it's shaped like an Xbox one. And uh, that was an OG controller that he took from us. And then um, uh, books. Surprisingly, it didn't have Animal Farm, which is a book that I lent him. Hopefully, he's reading it uh, in Lebanon. Uh, and then um, uh, GameCube and a bunch of albums. Dark Side of the Moon, Guns N' Roses. It was interesting to see... Uh, my younger brother's belongings, you know, just, uh, 
very much matches his uh, character books on Buddhism and and uh, Eckhart Tolle books and uh, Godfather Mario Puzo books. Uh, a lot of Batman comics. A lot of one one Batman graphic novel, which was Batman Year One, which is the one that uh, written by Frank Miller, the same guy who did the uh, uh, Dark Knight uh, Returns. Um, yeah, who wrote that? The one where Batman uh, fights Superman and uh, the female Robin. Great comic. And then he also had a Frank Miller one. Uh, to me, uh, Frank Miller is the superior Batman writer um, in terms of the classic novels. Uh, but I think that's for many. Adam Moore did a great killing joke, Joker for book, but he, he then uh, didn't do much with the Batman character and moved to and did Watchmen as well, which uh, pretty much solidified him with DC, then he moved to Vertigo Comics, and then uh, Frank Miller did Daredevil as well. Great, great. Uh, revolutionized the Daredevil character. Didn't create him, but he revolutionized him. Great titans are the more Frank Miller since the uh, uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, uh, which very much inspired, I believe, the... Uh, the uh, Gerard Way graphic novels, which turned into a Netflix... Uh, show uh called uh, umbrella academy which is very well known and uh, i've seen two episodes of it it seems pretty good but the gerard way graphic novels was a combination of x-men and league of extraordinary gentlemen um yeah um great 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 uh great a bit of insight right there um what else yeah so batman year one which highlights batman's early years like its first years transitioning from the 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 idea that uh, the the batman himself is one character and bruce wayne is one character and um, that's the idea of when you play batman that's why christian bell got his soul right and and uh um, what's his name the other guy that played in batman v superman ben affleck ben affleck's batman was great like as the batman character it was fucking brilliant uh, but as the Bruce Wayne, they didn't show it as much, I believe. But as a Batman character, he was fucking great. He he, he had that dark greatness when he comes in. He's like in the sky and he's like on the roof, sorry, and beats the shit out of people. It was fucking beautiful. Um, so yeah, a bunch of Batman comics. Uh, one of them was a new one, which came from the death uh, uh, of the family. A uh, sort of trilogy where the Joker takes off, uh, rips off his face, and sends it to the uh, detective agency, and then the uh, death of the family uh, begins with him coming back to get the face. A lot of great comic books that DC have. Never read any Marvel ones. I'm sorry for all the Marvel fans, but I never got interested interest in them. I, I thought you know, oh, the dark shit is the best shit, you know. But now I'm more uh, more open-minded, but, uh, but I, uh, I'm more interested in the heavy literature at the moment because of my fear of uh, when I turn 25, I will no longer have the uh, sponge-like ability to my brain where I'll be able to soak in everything good. So I bought, I bought, I bought uh, Tolstoy, uh, Every Man's Library collection. Oh, it's so beautiful. Every Man's Library is the best print service there uh tolstoy war and peace every month's library you've spent three volumes so you wouldn't have to carry a massive chunky book in your bag got that delivered on sunday and uh sunday went to uh work and uh what fascinated me about work uh was that um it's it's 
it, I think many people can relate to this, and it's a very fascinating process. You know, the place that I work is very heavy on customer service. Uh, the, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's very heavy on customer service, I'll say that. But when I, I think that they're able to, uh, the, the, the sort of uh, positive feedback is powerful enough to brainwash your thinking when you get into the place that I work in. Um, because it's like, all my colleagues are like, oh, I can't be asked for today. I just want today to get over and done with and blah, blah, blah. And then the way we treat the customers is like they're, they're angels sent from heaven. We treat them with utter respect and dignity. And uh, we, we we put a smile on their faces every time we serve them. And that fascinates me. The fact that we're, oh, I can't be asked for this. And then suddenly we're, we're like tip-top shape and we're able to perform to the best of our abilities it's like it feels like we've been mk altered but i don't know <laughs> imagine the breaking news the youtube Musa small podcaster has been has been mk altered by uh, one of the largest department store in the world uh but um it, nah, it didn't happen they didn't mk ultra me uh, but it's just fascinating to me that I realize that it's just it's funny and fascinating at the same time that we all like oh I can't be us for today but we give the day the best of of our ability which is which speaks to the human spirit I think it's a beautiful thing about the human spirit that uh, despite all the trials and tribulations it, we uh, strive to put smiles on people's faces and it's it's quite beautiful. And it's quite beautiful to be around people like that. It's quite beautiful to learn from it. And, um, yeah, and to have a camaraderie with such people, I think that's the beauty of, of, of any sort of workplace where there's camaraderie. It's, I find it in comedians. I find it in this place. And I, I don't know. I've, this is my f- uh, first and proper job, so I don't know any experiences in other workplaces. But it's very beautiful, and I, I find it uh, fascinating and hilarious at the same time. Like, imagine, like, it, it's not, it's a beautiful form of hypocrite, you know? It's like, oh, I can't be asked for today, and then suddenly a customer comes into me, and I treat him with the utmost respect, kindness, and and generosity in terms of service that I can provide to them. It's very strange. I uh, love working there. I love working there. Because it keeps you on your toes, it keeps you quick-minded, it keeps you quick-witted. Um, because you're trying to, as a, as a, from a comedian's perspective, if you, that's your crowd, that's my crowd now. Because I haven't done any, any sort of um, yeah, any sort of gigs. Probably going to start back in November, but right now the the these the uh, the customers that I get are my crowd, and my colleagues are my crowd. So I'm in there to entertain. It feels like I'm I'm in entertainment mode, you know. Uh, which is very strange. As soon as I get into the door, I make a joke. As soon as I'm like one meter away, one, uh, two feet away, uh, I'm, I'm like, Ugh, thank God that day is over. It's very strange. Um, fascinating to me. So Sunday did that, my Saturday work, and it's the same sort of habit. Come in and be like, oh, I can't tread it. And then, oh my God, da 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 da. And then meanwhile, during work, I'm like, how, how many hours left? So, oh, time flowing by quickly. Oh, hello, how can I help you? Customer comes in. 
Uh, oh, yes, sure, I can help you out with that. No, 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 who's it for? Oh, you know, you can get it personalized, you know, you can get a gift, right? Also, would you be interested in this? I was like, oh, yeah, yeah sure, I'll have that. I'll have 20 of those for my niece and nephews. I was like, niece and nephews, 20. And then, uh, 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 we also have uh, chocolates and sweets on discount. Would you be interested in those? And I was like, yeah, man, thank you so much. You helped me out so much. You you made my life easier today. And I was like, yeah, you're welcome. And then uh, immediately after the, the, the cosmetics, I look at the clock and I was like, ugh. That was only ten minutes. God, when is time? When is this day gonna end? It's a very strange thing. Uh, maybe it's because we don't want to get fired, but you can get away with doing the minimal. The minimal when it comes to customer service. When, it, like, if you're really good at your job, you like. I know I can get away by doing the the most minimal thing, but it's like I just want to give you. I want to give you my all. And uh, yeah, that's that's something that I realize with work is it's, it's the uh, it's the um, it's the profound hypocrite, <laughs> if, if if you'd like to, profound hypocrite, the generous hypocrite, um, the, 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 a positive hypocrisy, um, sort of situation. Then uh, what did I do on Friday? What did I do on Friday? Let me remember what I did on Friday. Uh, I don't think I did anything on Friday. Uh, oh wait, uh, Sunday. Uh, my uh, parents uh, left to Turkey, which is great because my mom deserves a holiday. And my dad went to get some uh, jewelry because the jewelry is cheaper there, and then he can, uh, you know, get it uh, um, get it uh, signed here and what was uh, hallmarked here, and then he sells it. Well, you know, they're off. They're fun. And uh, it's been it's been great. I've been uh, staying up late playing Apex or playing some other video game without uh, any sort of annoyance. Then my brother obviously is sleeping at my mom's bed, mom and dad's bed, because he's like, "Oh, it's the big bird. I want it." <laughs> uh, his birthday was on Sunday. It's always strange. He's fourteen now. You know, it's so strange to see someone grow up. You know, uh, it's a beautiful thing. And I look at pictures of him as a young. The younger kid, cute as hell, and now look at him, he's got the, the devil mindset. <laughs> he's annoying. He's going through puberty. Uh, but uh, you love him no matter what. He, he very much, there's uh, like mothers and dads and siblings and all that. Like, uh, absolute. But in terms of loving the young unconditionally is more powerful than loving the whole, is more powerful when compared to loving my older sister unconditionally. I love them all unconditionally, but there's, there's a, there's a, there's a hierarchy to it. Um, I believe my younger brother is, scores the highest. And, uh, man, I wish I was older when my younger brother was born because then I would have developed much more, uh, I would have given my all to him. And that's what my oldest brother gave to my youngest brother. He, he, he knew that there's an innocence there that you should nurture and love and, uh, you know, well, wise a uh, human being, my older brother is, and uh, I, thank him, I thank him for uh, treating my, 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 uh, treating our younger brother, sorry, as with, with uh, sort of uh, beautiful treatment. I don't know what, what word to describe it, but he, he, he will, me and when we were in Lebanon before, you know, he stayed in Lebanon and, and my older brother, and then me and my young brother went back to the UK, and now he's back in the, in the UK. And um, but when we were in Lebanon here, he, my it was no doubt that if uh, my we asked my younger brother, "Who's your favorite brother?" 
he would say uh, uh, Musa, which is my older brother's name. Um, and that's because he he saw that there's uh, there's uh, an innocence and a fun revolved around this kid, and it's going to be beautiful if you witness it. And I was I was uh, it's a uh, where is it? It's a um, seven year difference between me and my younger brother. So when he was one, I was eight. So. so you know, I was immature to understand that, and I regret it. Maybe it was one day I'll have kids, and and uh, I'm I'm so envious of my older brother, but in a positive way that he managed to experience just the the, the fascination with the, the younger one, and the maturity to treat him uh, uh, with love and care. And uh, meanwhile, me and him were just having fights over PSPs and Playstations. But he was the cutest motherfucker ever. I love him. I love him to bits. Um, now, uh, you know, I'm 20 and I'm like, wow, I've got a young brother who's 14, man. Well, what kind of journey life is? Um, hopefully when I have kids, I'll experience that. Uh, either similar or times 10, whatever. I just want to experience that, that energy that my older brother felt when he was, when he was uh, having fun with my younger brother. Anyway, um... Yeah, happy birthday to my younger brother, 14 years. May you, uh, may I die before you. Or may both of us die at the same time, because none of us will have to deal with the sorrow. So I think that's a better equation. May I die before you. Fuck that. Or we'll die at the same time. Um, because then we don't have to deal with the headache. And if you're like, I know my younger brother loves me and all, but he's like, Ugh, fuck this shit. Why did, I have to, why did he have to die now? Let's get my life sorted out. I got married a month ago. Well, kid. You know, maybe that's a joy. I hope we die at the same time. That would be beautiful. Um, and I hope you die at the same time with your loved ones. Maybe that's a bad thing to say, but you get what I mean. You get what I mean. Um, so yeah, Sunday parents left. And Sunday was, uh, Saturday parents left actually, and uh, Sunday was Brody's birthday, and uh, he got NBA 2K21. Finesta saying it's 50, but it turns out it was 65, and then he took an extra 30 from uh, another sibling, and then basically spent 115 pounds on NBA 2K21 just to get his character right. Spoiled fucking brat. Fucking hate him for that. But, um, yeah, he's enjoying it. He's playing NBA 2K21 right now. He moved here, because me and him share a room. And uh, he, he moved literally his uh, screen and computer uh, uh, to another room just because I wanted to record the post. I was just, that's how addicted he is to 2K21. He's like, I'm going to be number one. As soon as possible, he wants to reach that 99. Every year, he's been playing the game ever since 2K17 uh, 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 or 2K15, actually. And every year, he plays it and gets the online character. And this year, apparently, 2K21 is very similar to the gameplay in 2K17, which is, you know, perfected the sort of gameplay and that and uh which was not re- which is considered by uh, 2k aficionados um that 2k17 is uh, one with the best gameplay mechanics so 2k21 is very similar to 2k17 and it's the newest one so you can play against the best players in the world because it's the newest one it's a bit like um why would a pro still be playing tekken 7 when tekken 8 is out eventually or tekken 8 ain't even out yet but why would a pro be playing tekken tag when tekken 7 is out <coughs> you know, or like Street Fighter, it's like a progression sort of thing. Why would a pro be playing FIFA 19 when FIFA 20 is out? You know, that sort of thing. Well, FIFA 21, I don't know which FIFA is out right now. I don't fucking care. They need to just... It needs to be one solid 
purchase and and just update it with do you pay for the updates of the yearly thing but um that'll never happen because ea likes to suck your money uh as usual shown in battlefront and um battlefield 5 which never resolved <laughs> despite its immense promise uh, and its moments of greatness um back to video games um again uh what happened saturday work nothing interesting oh yeah uh, saturday i was told that i'm moving to a new department on the 19th and i'm no longer getting laid off obviously because so i'm moving from uh, the gift shop to uh, toys uh which is going to be interesting i'm moving on the 19th uh, and i'm going to meet my colleagues on next sunday in toys and that's going to be an interesting venture um well, uh, I announced that uh, I'm going to be having guests on during the uh, next month. Uh, so uh, eventually, uh, not always, because I don't know how many people want to be guests on the podcast. I'm not trying to beg people. If they want to do it, they want to do it. Because I, I can't offer anything apart from my love and affection for you and my ability to give you time and conversation. Because I have no, I don't have any form of publicity, so I don't want to... I don't want to. I'm too prideful to beg when it comes to podcast guests. When it comes to women, I'm attracted to. I ain't too proud to beg. But when it comes to this, I'm like, I, I don't want to beg you, and I don't want you to say yes and do it because oh, I'm making this guy's life better. So if you want to do it, you do it. Um, so yeah, so far I've got two guests scheduled to be recorded in November. Don't worry, the the, the weekly diary sort of thing will be um, it will be a separate thing. So you'll have two episodes per week, and uh, I'm a podcast would be uh, will be continue continued, and then the guest ones will start with number one, and then you know, so it'll be two shows condensed into one podcast. Uh, podcast. Uh, uh, so it's like my podcast became a, a, a sort of branched. One branches the guest, and one branches the diary based thing, which which is a great balance, you know, because. I enjoy it that way, uh, and uh, I've always planned to have guests, but I was scared I won't be able to do an hour on my own, <laughs> but it turns out I can do 11 of those, and right now I'm on the verge of making a 12 one, 53 minutes in, fuck it, we're going longer with this one. Um, Wednesday, I uh, missed D&D, my arms was fucked up, my ulnar nerve, uh, my, uh, I spoke about this before, but I have an ulnar nerve entrapment, and it was going really bad. Um, and uh, couldn't help out my dad at the jewelry store. C- couldn't sleep. I was on ibuprofen and paracetamol. Um, so yeah, pretty much just not playing anything. Reading books. I read the Bob Dylan. I got ninety three pages left. I'm on page two hundred and oh, actually, I got like eighty three pages. I'm on page two hundred and ten. I'm nearly finished with that, and then I can get into like the Russian stuff finally. God, I'm such a non. Uh, 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 I'm such a bad reader. Yeah, that's the that's the good way to explain it. Like, I like books, but I just can't develop the discipline to read them because I believe because in my brain it's like, oh, this is benefiting you, so you shouldn't do it. Like, your brain is is counterproductive, and I think many people know that. Uh, or maybe it just doesn't like change. It's more of a traditional security seeking sort of thing, which is based on the sort of conservative ideology of not change. Maybe the conservatives were right because it seems to be, or maybe in my case they're right because it seems to me that I really enjoy reading these books, but. I can't develop the discipline for it because of my video game addiction. Um, and it doesn't want to change. <laughs> or maybe I'm just a psycho with an addictive personality. Um, uh, so, yeah. I've got 
This is going to be an interesting venture. Uh, D&D got cancelled because the corona cases are increasing in the UK. It's on a 2,400 uh, seven-day average at the moment. And uh, two days ago... Oh, shake that mic. Sorry. Two days ago, it was very high and it's getting dangerous. Go, go calm down on the takeaway. Um, yeah, I hope everything felt, turns out well. Um, I hope. Uh, what's going to be funny is seeing my dad come back from... Uh, because he's such a workaholic, he just he, work is therapeutic for him. Because apparently, being a dad is tougher than having a, a job, <laughs> which is fact. Because you have to deal with uh, everything. Um, uh, so it's gonna be it's gonna be weird for me to see that he has to self isolate for fourteen days and not do shit. Um, but for, uh, me and my mom as well. Uh, no, uh, my dad and my mom have to self isolate for fourteen days. That's gonna be interesting. Um, so yeah. Uh, sorry guys, not 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 many f- funny things happened in this podcast. I'm sorry if, if this was rather boring and more narrative driven and entertaining. I don't know why it ended up like that. Just based on my mood, maybe. Um, I really don't know and. Uh, And um, you can hear my sister in the background. And um, yeah, sorry for if this wasn't as entertaining as you expected from, based on the previous episodes, but just nothing seemed to be uh, interesting that week. And, and I don't know. I didn't. Maybe I could conjure up something funny, but I just don't think there was something funny. But I hope you guys don't listen to this primarily because I was planning to say something funny. I feel like a smart intellectual asshole after this point. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, video games and uh, I'm just uh, so, yeah, I'm practicing my articulation. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why this podcast was. This podcast is a strange one, but I like it. It's a change of rhythm. But um, yeah. Uh, see you guys. Love you. Thank you for listening. And uh, voila. Oh, actually, voila. This is episode twelve. Bye bye. Love you all. Bye.